Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Thank you for being with me for another episode of the Homecoming Podcast. I am so glad to have you on the journey. And on today, we're going to talk about unpacking and pressing through perfectionism. Unpacking and pressing through perfectionism. So as we hear ourselves on today on the journey home, we want to be mindful of the ways in which we have pushed ourselves to the limits and beyond. We want to be aware of the pressures that we hold, our internal expectations and the expectations of others. We want to be aware on today of the ways in which we have felt that we had to be perfect, perfect in our appearance, perfect in our performance, perfect even in our spirituality, perfect in our schooling, perfect in our relationships, even perfect when we are considering our thoughts, our mind, our emotions. There is so much internal pressure, even sometimes the way we approach self-growth and wellness, that it can take on really a sense of being boxed in, of having standards that in some ways are impossible to meet, or as soon as we meet them, we shift our attention to the new thing or the things that have been left undone. And so this topic of perfectionism has been on my mind, and then I also received a request from one of you for us to address perfectionism. And I think it is timely for two reasons. One in terms of the timeline of the homecoming podcast, and one is the timeline of what is going on for us historically in this present moment um, of our society and world. So as it relates to the podcast, we are nearing our one-year anniversary. So we started this podcast uh, July of 2019, the first Sunday in July. And so here we are getting close to that uh, anniversary, and it's a wonderful time to take sacred pause and reflect on where we are in the journey home. And while we are setting intentions for self-compassion, for clarity and for growth to also take time to appreciate our progress, to appreciate our journey, to appreciate our insights so that we do not fall into the trap 
of always looking at what we perceive to be our deficits or our mistakes or our growth areas uh, or our weaknesses or challenges. But are we able to see ourselves with balance? Are we able to see both the things that we are grateful for and appreciate about ourselves as well as the things in which we would say we still have rough edges, the parts of our lives, our habits, our mindsets that are still very much a struggle or a challenge or is not fully manifesting the ways in which we would want it to. And so in your journey home, in our journey home to ourselves, we are mindful in this moment of the need for grace and compassion and patience with ourselves as we are developing, as we are progressing. This issue of perfectionism is also timely as we look at all of the issues that we are facing, in particular COVID-19 and the impact of that and the realities of ongoing racial trauma, terror, brutality, that there can be a push for us to have in some ways even unrealistic expectations of ourselves. So within COVID, many of us are in a caretaking position. So you may be looking out for elders or for children or for your friendship circle or within your job, you may be a caretaker. And so there can be a sense of it never being done, of it never being enough or it not being accomplished. And I should also name as it relates to COVID that many people have experienced layoffs and uh, the job market is very challenged because it is loaded with people who are searching. And so whether we are dealing with caretaking stress or employment and financial stress There can be a real pressure around expectations and perfectionism within ourselves. As it relates to racism and racial trauma, terror, and the need to combat it, to really develop an anti-racism mindset and life, uh, there can also be pressure. Um, There can be a sense of perfectionism, in terms of the ways in which we are supposed to show up uh, in that space and thinking we have to always get it exactly right. And in order to do work around uh, racism and oppression, we have to know that we will not always say it the right way or do it in the same way that someone else would do it, but not to let our shortcomings or our ignorance or our exhaustion in that area cause us to shut down and exit the conversation or disengage. And so can I deal with my imperfect way of trying to address COVID, my imperfect way of trying to lean into working for justice and equity Can I honor my imperfect effort, my imperfect intentions, 
not only about what is happening with the world around me, but also there is a whole cosmos within me. And where is my grace, compassion, patience with myself in this journey home? So I am so glad that you are present with me on today. And I want you to think about some ways perfectionism has shown up for you. Uh, For some of us, what it looks like is never really being able to relax because of being uh, so driven. And there's a difference between being motivated uh, or inspired to engage in particular ways versus when I am operating out of anxiety and a sense of lack and a feeling of never being enough or doing enough. So some of us, the constant busyness can be an indicator of perfectionism, Uh, that critical script that can run in our heads can also be a sign where we are always, even within ourselves, looking for the gaps and with other people, always attending to the errors or what went wrong. And we have difficulty sitting in gratitude for what has gone right. Perfectionism can also uh, show up with procrastination, where it just feels so overwhelming that you think, To get it done perfectly is going to take so much out of me that I just can't even get started. So some of us get stuck and stagnant with the perfectionism. And there can be a sense uh, for those who live with perfectionism of feeling like a failure. And uh, the interesting, ironic, challenging thing about that is people on the outside may be able to see your successes or accomplishments and even praise you for them or acknowledge them. But within you, uh, you may look at, we may look at particular events and moments and only be able to see them as failures. So you did a project, but it doesn't look exactly like what you had in your mind. So even though the project went well, because it doesn't match the picture, And we count that as a failure, you know, in our relationships or friendships, instead of seeing them for the good seasons that they were, the good moments that we had, uh, we can judge all of our relationships, friendships, romances as failures because of our frame, the lens through which we are looking at our experiences Uh, People who are living with perfectionism can also uh, obsess about the rules, the lists, uh, the expectations, and that creates such a sense of uh, anxiety that it is hard to be creative. It is hard to trust yourself. It is hard to make room for your feelings, and that can manifest in being very rigid right? And often that rigidity is not just with ourselves, but it can also lead to us being very controlling, either in our personal lives or our professional relationships, uh, because we have such fear and anxiety about things not going according to plan 
or about failing, uh, that we try to orchestrate everything, including the things that are beyond our grasp. And there can also be uh, the experience of never completing anything because of our fear and our concern of it not being right or excellent some of us will check out, right? So it's like, if it's not going to be amazing, I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> if it's not going to be uh, aligned with the vision, the detailed, specific vision that I had, uh, then I, I can't do it. So uh, the art doesn't get finished. The schooling doesn't get finished. Uh, we disengage from organizations because we catch a glimpse of the imperfection of humanity, and that becomes intolerable for us. And so this uh, perfectionism can come from multiple sources. For some of us, it was modeled and it was uh, taught to you, right? So some of us grew up in households where anything less than perfection uh, was not praiseworthy. You know, I've had uh, students who will talk about, you know, if they received a B, then why wasn't it an A? If it wasn't A, why was it not an A plus? Um, and we can constantly feel that way about ourselves, which can create um, a real competitiveness um, of always feeling the need to be the best and being threatened when we are in the presence of other people who hold greatness, uh, because somehow that uh, makes us feel less or insecure or unworthy or imperfect, right? So it can uh, come from those messages and those may have been verbal messages. Uh, one of the things we are aware of around eating disorders is that um, the messaging around body image and body shaming can come from our parents who may either in talking about themselves and their weight um, and their eating habits uh, or they may directly uh, critique, uh, criticize, condemn a child about their bodies. And so we can adopt perfectionism in our class and work performance, in our looks and appearance. Um, and this idea of always having to be better than or at the top. Uh, so we may have internalized these messages that say, um, I have to always be on. I have to always be in performance mode. I have to always mask. And uh, there's a quote that I like, but I think it can be overapplied. Uh, Will Smith says, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And that's a great quote about preparation. And at the same time, some of us in perfectionism never give ourselves breathing room, space to breathe, space to make mistakes, space to, to be in the mode of learning. In mindfulness, there's a principle called beginner's mind. And so uh, I don't have to be all-knowing. I don't have to be an expert in everything at every moment of the day. And so what were the messages that you received early on about perfectionism or about performance, about your body or about your work ethic 
And some of those messages are related even to race um, and gender. So some of us may have received the message that uh, because we are from a marginalized community, you will always have to be twice as good in order to have uh, opportunities. Um, And while the realities of racism, sexism, and other forms of oppression are uh, true and pervasive, it also can take away room for us to honor our humanity. It can take away the space for us to be honest about our fatigue and even to be honest about the times in which we were not able to achieve all that we had hoped for, all that we had in mind. So as we think about wanting to shift and break through our perfectionism, there are a couple of things we want to keep in mind. And one of them is being able to set realistic and attainable goals. And this is so important in therapy. Uh, Some therapists give homework, and those of us who give homework will often say we want to give a homework assignment that will in some ways be a stretch, but not be a setup for failure or disappointment, right, or frustration. So, you know, if I want to behave in a particular way um, or if I want to quit engaging in a particular uh, habit, then it doesn't work for me to set um, a drastic goal that may be unsustainable, but instead for me to be able to create steps along the way so that week by week, day by day, I work toward my goal. So some of us even have unrealistic timelines. And so we have this idea of if it didn't happen by now, or if it didn't occur in my 20s, then I am a failure and then it is never going to happen. And we want to really uh, shift our ideas about us being late or believing that we have missed our window. And what would it mean to think about me being right on time for the next step in my journey? That I am right in the right position in the right time I have had Uh, experiences that I bring to the table at this moment, that if this door had opened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I would not know what I know now. Even around the issues of relationships, people have this timetable of when they were supposed to meet their soulmate by and when they should have been married by and all of these ideas and then can feel like a failure if that has not happened. And so for us to shift out of these rigid timelines that can either cause frustration and disappointment, or it can cause us to take steps that are not really in alignment with truth because we just want to meet a deadline. And some of us have done that even as it relates to work. 
if you have a deadline or a timeline and you want it to complete a project by that time, even when it's not ready, some of us push it through so we could say we made the deadline. So for us to uh, where and when it is possible, give ourselves grace around the timing of events and accomplishments and getting a sense uh, from diverse people who have done some of the work we are aiming to do about what that journey was like. Because many people that we admire now, and we would call it overnight success, if we talk to them, they would tell you this did not happen overnight. And uh, one of the challenges for us is the in-between season uh, or in the meantime or in our waiting season, which is really our preparation season, uh, to be able to adjust uh, our goals and expectations of ourselves. So it doesn't mean I am um, removing the ideals and hopes that I had, but I'm trying to get more realistic about my timetable and the diverse ways that that might manifest. So it may not look exactly how I had imagined, but then am I able to see the benefit, the, the uh, gift of this moment? Am I able to see the gift of the work that was done or the gift and who I am as a work in progress. It's also helpful, as we've mentioned, not only setting attainable, realistic goals, but breaking up the goals into smaller steps so that we can avoid stressing ourselves out and becoming super anxious. It's also important, as I have mentioned, to have grace and compassion knowing that everyone makes mistakes, even us. Because some of you, even when I say that, the inside of you will push back and say, not me, right? Not me. I have to get it right the first time. I have to get it all right. I have to have spirit of excellence at all time in all places. And I invite you to take breath. I invite you to take sacred pause. I invite you to reflect on the fears or sense of inadequacy or the emotional abuse of the past that has crafted, molded, created this drive and mindset of never enoughness. I invite you to take breath and sit with the truth that we all make mistakes. All of us at multiple times in our lives will fall short or will get it wrong or will not meet the deadline or will create something that does not match the vision that we or others had hoped for. And so if we can sit with that, with grace and with compassion, so that we can breathe into it with acceptance of that truth instead of having to operate from denial 
or defensiveness. We really embrace our grace and compassion around our mistakes as well as the lessons learned. Right? So that didn't go according to plan. What did I learn from that? What wisdom can I pull from that pit? The pit of disappointment, even the pit of disaster. Because if we are honest, sometimes it's not little mistakes that we miss. Some of us have had major falls. And for some of us, those falls may have been public, may have been humiliating, embarrassing. And if we can say, what what did I learn about myself in that moment? What did I learn about the situation in that season? What can I pull out of that experience that can inform me, edify me as I move forward? So I wonder if you can outlast the seasons of humiliation, embarrassment. And if we were really all together in one place, we could share our stories of embarrassing moments, embarrassing failures that at that time felt like they were insurmountable. And yet somehow, here we are with some space and time away from that moment. And we're still here, healing, growing, learning. And then that leads us to our fears. So either uh, seeing others fail or experiencing our own failures uh, is what can really lock us into this fear that drives the perfection. So we have this idea, I must be perfect because if I failed, that would be uh, unmanageable and unimaginable. And I want us to consider facing those fears. So the book you are writing, the art you are creating, the job application you have procrastinated about filling out, uh, re-engaging in the dating world, uh, your spiritual practice, uh, whatever the areas of perfectionism that have kept you in some way stuck or stagnant or busy without purpose, I wonder if we can sit with imagining what if I fell short in that area? Can I visualize myself living even through that? Right? What if I completed this writing and someone saw an error is in it? Can I see myself living past that? What if I decide to re-enter the dating world and I meet someone else and that doesn't work out? Can I get a picture of myself living even past that? What if I re-engage in my spiritual practices and I fall short? 
that I don't uh, stay regular in my meditation or prayer, or I say something that people hear as ungrateful or not spiritual enough. Okay, like what if that happened? Can I see myself outlasting that shortcoming, that error, that moment, that season? So that we can slow ourselves down and step out of the perfectionism as uh, a wonderful uh, life coach that I really uh, enjoy uh, says, I want to be called and not driven. I want to be called and not driven. And so we think about uh, what that will mean in my life when I am not just pushing uh, through the realities um, of perfectionism, when I am not just pushing uh, through these ideas about how I am supposed to be and who I am supposed to be. But as life coach Shannon Yvette says, I want to be called and not driven by my fears, insecurities, perfectionism. And so to be called means I am walking forward into spaces or habits or mindsets because they align with my values and my purpose instead of me operating out of my fear and insecurities around not being enough or not producing something that is deemed valuable enough, but that I am, I am enough, even when I'm sitting still, even as I'm present to this moment with my growth, and my rough edges, I honor and appreciate myself with my successes and with my unfinished business. I honor and appreciate myself with the things that I am proud of and the things I'm embarrassed about. I honor and appreciate myself. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Mm -hmm.